Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to us tonight. Everybody at home, thank you for turning on your TV onto this channel this time. Got a little song called If You Want to Get to Heaven, Gotta Raise a Little Hell. Come on, see us. We're... Hey, Color Me Dad is a podcast about anything we think is interesting or funny, including lots of music and pop culture discussion, and of course, dadisms ad libbed by us, three friends who have cracked each other up for the last 25 years. We hope you enjoy this episode, Caught Red Handed. go somewhere to get food for the family and I get the three-year-old something knowing that it's not going to be and but it's like I can't bring myself to be like well he's just going to eat hours anyway so he doesn't I don't need to spend the extra money because he just feel like a bastard yeah so you, you have get him to buy something. it even though he's not going to eat it like it always there's always about you know a good three to five dollars that's just thrown away <laughs> only three to five dollars no, no no I'm saying wow. with him like because he's he's only gonna want what you're eating. He's not going to eat his own food. But I just yet get a I can't ju- I can't just deal with I can't just be there and be like, well, I'm just not going to get him anything because it's not going to matter. Because just... I want it in front of me, and then I'm going to eat what's on your plate. I just get a I just get a bigger portion of what I'm getting, and then I give her some no, of that. I guess that makes sense. That's what we've uh, kind of swerved into over the years is figuring out like we can get like three dishes and everybody shares them. And I I do what's called bat and clean up. I like, we'll you get, just get what's left. I'll get fries and whatever's <laughs> left on somebody's plate. I'm done. Okay, I'll eat that fish. You know, we have this Bat thing. Clean up. We have this thing with Lane that we that we don't understand. He's, yeah, Lane's coming up on 15, and he does this thing that we don't understand. And it, it's seriously, now, you did that when you were 15. <laughs> no, you don't understand no, it. I get that. Um, this is a weekly conversation at my house that he's. We don't know how this came to be or, or who installed this, but he has this prison mentality when it comes to food to where like you can have a bunch of food in the refrigerator and Lane comes in and looks at the refrigerator and he was like, I don't have any of my stuff. And we're like, but there's all this food. There's stuff right there. That's yours. So I don't have mine. Like that's anything there is yours. Like, like he's, and you go buy him the same thing and say this is yours, and he'll eat it because yes. it's his. It's yes. the same exact thing. It's uh, dude, and it's like every week. It's like a set down of like, dude, listen, we're, you know, th- this is a family. There is no. We all share. What's anything of mine is yours. Like, we, and we don't know where this came from or what or, or he'll be like, you know, can I have the, one of these popsicles? Uh, of course. You live here. Why did you? Why did you ask? <laughs> well, those are Holden's. <laughs> Do you think okay. that he feels like that there's <laughs> nothing that's his? Like, you know what I mean? Like, no. Well, you didn't like, work because, for any of it, so you're going to starve if you got that issue. No, yeah. because he gets his own, like, like if, if we get pizza. Yeah. You would have wanted for him. A, there's a pizza uh, for the family. And a pizza for him. Because he's going to eat the whole pizza. <laughs> <laughs> 
like, I can relate to this a little bit with with his, what he's thinking because now I'm at the point in my life if there's something in the fridge and it's like leftover or something I'm like oh I'm gonna eat that I know for 100 for a fact if I eat it within 10 minutes somebody's so, like I was gonna eat that that chicken thing where'd it go See I basically survive now on whatever's left over and like that's what i grab now usually is whatever's left over in the fridge because no one in my house eats leftovers that's the way it is in my house nobody no. eats leftovers oh, we all eat left we kill leftovers and i know if i don't eat it it'll be there tomorrow with mold on <laughs> and my wife thinks <laughs> that's I'm, that's my dichotomy and my wife my thinks life. i'm disgusting because dichotomy. i truly i think we've had this conversation before but i enjoy cold food that a lot of folks would not eat cold. Some things I like like that. Right. And, you know, and I mean, not that that matters. I mean, I'm more than welcome to warm it Heat up. Heat just <laughs> skipping a step. Yeah. It's just slowing me down. I have kids that are like, I'll just eat a cold. I'm like, oh, no, the microwave's right there. Pizza, I can do that with. Like, any kind of cheesy type thing. See, dude, like a double, I'd rather get it too hot to where I have to let it cool. Che- a double cheeseburger from McDonald's out of the refrigerator is a party. I could, I could see that. I used to eat, um, like... Whenever grease, homemade cheeseburgers out of the fridge. Whenever fridge. grease and cheese can gel. Yeah, yeah, it makes a good combo. <laughs> it's not the same when it's hot. I, I've eaten pot roast out of the fridge. Just yeah, but move it, that ball of grease over and get down with the gravy. Some of the stuff, man, just gags my wife. Like there's, you know, like I do baked spaghetti on the reg, and like I'm eating like cold baked spaghetti. No, that might be. Like, my wife will eat that kind of stuff for breakfast. Like before we started yeah. dieting, like yeah. whatever was in, she would, she doesn't eat, she didn't used to eat like traditional breakfast food. Like yeah. I've seen her eat enchiladas for breakfast and Salisbury steak and just stuff that I would never think to eat for breakfast. I mean, to me, if I'm not eating eggs and bacon or hash browns or something like that's not breakfast. Yeah, I don't, I don't have that. Like it's, it's just kind of, and I think it's just, that's like whatever's there. It's it's little. It's less work. I cook all day, every day, man. I just like, I, and I actually enjoy cook. Like I cook at home. You must a, a lot, but but it's really like I cook, and when I cook, after I cook, I'm finished. I don't want to eat because I'm tired of looking at it. <laughs> like, and I just eat it like later. Like the next, like I'm, I, I eat the leftovers. <laughs> Are you the type of person? This is. I think there's two types of cooks in the world. There are people who clean as they go. Oh, I don't sit down until every all the dishes are gone. Oh, see, I'm I'm with you. I'm that I, way too. I actually don't start till everything's clean. Yeah. I'll cook something and I clean it all up because I want to sit down and enjoy, enjoy it. it. Yeah. I want to eat I'm, it while I'm sitting there looking at dirty dishes. Let's say I'm cooking and this pan is done. I go ahead and clean that pan while I'm still cooking. Yeah, because you got time because you're right. waiting for food to cook. Right. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, I don't. Uh, Maybe that's a guy thing. Cause I don't do that. <laughs> no, I don't think that's a guy thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually don't mind cooking. Also, um, um, I don't mind cooking at home really anymore because I never cook at work ever. Like I can't. You're too big now. I don't. Yeah. I manage. I don't cook. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I very rarely, maybe like once a week for a very short amount of time, I cook. I used to cook all of our stuff. That's just the way our schedules worked out. But now uh, Tara probably cooks way more than any of than I do. Mm-hmm. She's a good cook. I mean, I I enjoy her food. I I know my pickiness frustrates her a lot. I'm I'm sure she misses eating adult food. Uh, Does your wife get obsessed with uh, anything like like it'll just happen and then she eats that like exclusively for a long period of time that's me 
she can't do that. If she has the same thing more than two days in a row, she gets really upset. There's, man, that's like one of the things I think I've always wanted to think of Wes. What's that? There's Morris. Very Just that. There was a oh. period of time when we were jamming together that Wes would break into that, like, on the reg. It was just be, he would just be walking. Yeah. I also associate Morrissey with Wes too because I've never heard of Morrissey before I met Wes. I associate him with Wes because they're both such a bummer. (laughs) (laughs) And I hate hate them both equally. I mean, I don't hate Morrissey. I like Morrissey. I like the Smiths. Morrissey uh, Morrissey comes in there with... uh, They fall under... I have this category where it's... uh, it's not the band I hate, it's their fans. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's certain people that at high school that always used to wear this band shirt. So I'm like, I don't like that band blows. Okay, I'm going to be honest. There's a little bit of that with my Dinosaur Junior. I mm-hmm. just I can't give it a fair shake. See, I never saw, I'm, I never, I don't say, like, those, when I'm talking about the, the my, my main, okay, Nine Inch Nails for sure. Cool. KMFDM. Yeah, I don't have any idea what that band is or who that band is. I just know I don't like them. It's, it's an acronym it's for, new, for new kids on the block. Yeah, really? No, it's, <laughs> it's about. I think it's about intense hatred for Depeche Mode. Um, yeah, like I hate God. Uh, there's this these other certain bands I would never ever even listen to thirty seconds of because I'm like that kid was a douchebag. Tool. Everybody I know that wears tools t-shirts are... <laughs> it's a tool. Yeah. Nah, I have friends that like tool. I don't care, but no, I, I don't the, like tool. I, I definitely have friends that like tool. That, that, there's a difference between the people that like tool and the people that they're, they're sport music, their gear. They're music nerds. All guys that are like super into like super, super into music, they all love tool. The, 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 to me, the, the antithesis of what you're talking about is Slipknot. Oh, oh, yeah, sure. Man. I don't like Slipknot. I've had some really good friends that like them, I, but I don't understand that at all. When I see bands enough, that, like when they reach a certain level of popularity, popularity, I'll listen to them just to see what the hype's about, and that's just not something I could ever get into. This is going to be a very, very weird edited show, real quick, by the way, too, because we just wow. completely went from talking about our, our wives and eating habits to get off on this conversation about Slipknot, and it's going to be, we've had these episodes before. Where Wes, you just hear the, I really like Billy Cool. (laughs) (laughs) I do like Billy Corgan. I don't like any of the new stuff they put out. It's garbage. You're talking about one and two, the albums, uh, what's it called? Whatever his rock opera is. Use Your Illusion 1. He's talking about that new thing the Pumpkins put out? That is garbage. I just said that. It's it's terrible. I kind of like garbage, you know, Um, in the beginning. Stupid girl. I had a really interesting thing about Billy Corgan that I brought up on the show once, and he cut the whole thing out. I don't understand. Oh, did I? Yeah. Oh, well, just do it again. Something I, I, I submitted again. This thing that I <clears throat> did not believe. I don't know how it came to be or how I noticed, but I basically kind of only watch YouTube, like at home and stuff. <laughs> I've noticed that every time there's a picture of your TV that you take, <laughs> it's always on YouTube. YouTube. Uh, <laughs> That's well, my channel. I don't know how I went through the entire, my entire, I used to, uh, no pun intended, adore the Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> and all through that, man, all through my childhood, mm-hmm. somehow it, I never saw that Billy Corgan's one hand is completely oh, a yeah, birthmark. 
His whole <laughs> hand and arm is, is, is red. Oh, I didn't know. And how I've escaped, like, I've stared at this dude through my entire adolescence and watched videos, movies. Like, I'm sure that's incredibly curated that he doesn't show that. Is no, it his left hand that no, he holds happens, the guitar with? I see it all the time now. Is like it it's totally, hand? It's totally on Front Street. Um, I think it's the neck. I think. Okay. That's episode, probably why I've never seen it. This episode's called Caught You Red-Handed. <laughs> the, the, what I was just talking about, what you cut out this whole thing, and then all of a sudden you just hear me go, got caught red-handed. That's exactly what I was referring to. I, I have a really bad memory now. So, I don't even remember. It probably got lost in an edit. That's it it's probably, a it's a. It's on the we're probably talking right? about some hot button issue. It's right a before beeps it. and boops. <laughs> my my flim flam went sideways here. I lost all your Billy Gorgons. I listened to Smashing Pumpkins a lot. I mean, I was thinking about Gish this morning. I didn't turn it on. I was just thinking about it. I, I listen to Gish and Tommy's Dream probably weekly. I really like lyric and stuff off of Zwan. I remember you liked one. And I'd consider it Smashing Pumpkins. It sounds like early Smashing Pumpkins. It's like it's Smashing not. Pumpkins, but Billy Corgan found Lexapro or something. Like he's found no what? Found Lexapro or some antidepressant. Like He's no longer sad and angry. Like <laughs> That was the only album he wrote positive lyrics. I remember you saying once, I like my Billy Corgan mad and angsty. Yeah, I mean, what's the point? So here's one. This is him hanging oh, out at wow. a restaurant. Huh. He's got a red hand. I caught you red-handed, sir. The red right hand. Um, here's him with the the uh, Hall of Fame, like the uh, oh, sidewalk wow. Hollywood Walk of Fame. Huh. Um, I thought it was interesting. Just how how did that escape me? Him talking stories about his dad is pretty interesting. If you ever listen to interviews and he goes into talking about his dad. He is him. a fabulous interview, dude. Yeah. He is yeah. so very, very insightful, smart, dude. Um, yeah, the Joe Rogan podcast with him was fantastic, and then he starts talking about aliens and stuff like that, yeah. shape shifting. But uh, I turn it off. But uh, have you guys watched Rick Beato interviews? I actually think he's the best interviewer ever on the face of the planet for anything music related. You have got to see him interview. I'll send you a list of people. Like there's okay. a handful. As you watch it, you're like, this is all the things I would want to know about this. Like usually interviewers are like, you know, so what's your wife like or whatever. <laughs> And, and they don't get into, like, literally, he's asking, like, so what, did you put, like, a 57 on it? Or did you put, like, a compressor on it? He's a nerd. He is. A, he's a total nerd. And so he knows when he interviewed um, um, who, who produced Nevermind, Butch Vig. Yeah. When he did Butch Vig, like, he knows exactly what to ask. Like, so how, what, did, what was your setup then? You know, how did you mic guitars? All that kind of stuff. Like, nobody wants to care. How did it affect you when... <laughs> Never mind went number one. We know how it affected you. You crapped and then, you know, had a bunch of parties. <laughs> I want to know what you mic'd Billy Corgan's amp with in 1990. I would never think to ask those questions because he's nobody perfect. Would just speaking <laughs> of, speaking of Nevermind, I know this is kind of a weird segue, but people post documentaries on TikTok in like 40 different parts. And last week I watched a documentary on the Foo Fighters. In 40 parts? In 40 parts, like three minute clips. And the thing that blew me away, I mean, I knew that the, the drummer and the bass player from Sunny Day Real Estate were in the Foo Fighters, mm-hmm. but it blew me away that 
the do the drummer from Sunny Day Real Estate was not good enough for Dave Grohl. I know. I yeah. just watched that. Uh, well, I think he's more of a like I'm the, just the best drummer in the world, and you bring anybody else in. Okay, yeah, he's great, but he he's not me, and I can do it. I'm going to so. re-record all your parts, but you can still be in the band and tour with us. And like, I was my, like, uh, no. My kid just recently got into the Foo Fighters, and I just sat down and watched that uh, documentary with him. I the other day. I've had it on DVD for years. I can't remember the name of it. I don't know how I haven't seen it before, but it's really really good. Can you send me these forty TikToks? I mean, I can. I could just bring you the DVD. You have the DVD? <laughs> yeah. What's it called? So I was just trying to... Um, um, back and forth. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. It's they really, have, really good. It's like two hours, hour and a half, two hours. Like Pat Smear quit in the mm-hmm. middle of... <laughs> Five times. Yeah. And wow. Dave brought this guy in that he was in a band with when he was like 18. Franz. Yeah. And he played guitar? For like a year. And then we were like, eh, yeah, this we just doesn't work. And they kicked him out. <laughs> Wow. They brought Chris Shiflett in, and then Chris Shiflett's going like, wow, Chris Shiflett joined the band, and everything was great the whole time. They're still talking to Pat. And like, yeah, we might bring Pat back. <laughs> and he knew the whole time. He's like, Dave doesn't know that I knew that, but I knew that. Wow. And then they did bring Pat back, and he's like, are you serious? And then they almost broke up because they went and played for um, – They had more lineup changes that, than freaking Cincinnati That band – Queens of Stone Age. Queens of Stone Age. And he was yeah. really butthurt because Taylor didn't go watch him play or something. <laughs> like, that was a part of the documentary. Wow. Anyway, being in a band's drama. It's like being in any other kind of relationship. We managed to avoid most of that, but, you know, I think if you are that level and you tour for that long, like, you're, yeah. you're eventually yeah, going you know to walk into a place that you didn't know what it was, and then you got to walk out and you leave one of the members in. You, you know why you didn't have that drama? Because you had no money. I mean, yeah, that... <laughs> Or success. Yeah. Add a little money and success to what we were doing in the 90s. Maybe. <laughs> Jerry was our Pat Smear. Oh. So anyway, Billy Corgan's dad, he sold drugs and uh, called him after um, um, the second album hit number one. Um, what was it? Sammy's Dream. Sammy's Dream. And he goes, yeah, if you ever, you remember when he helped writing or anything, you know? I think I saw <laughs> that a clip. Call. And then he had this guitar that he told Billy in his 20s. He was like, this, I'm going to leave this to you. You know, when I die, this is yours. I don't know what gu- kind of guitar it was. And then he called him a couple years later. He's like, well, I'm selling that guitar if you want to buy it for, you know, $1,000. <laughs> so he bought it. He bought his his dad's inheri- guitar. He bought his inheritance from his dad. I just where he could. I've got to stop buying guitars. <laughs> that new one you got's pretty cool. I know she brought a new one in to show us. It's a, it's a jazz. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking about it though, man. Here's here's what I've come. I think that it's a because I even after I do like I when I get a guitar, I'm like I have to have it. I have to do it. Why though? Mean I. My best assumption is, <clears throat> I think everybody has that weird something that they have to get that they have to do to get that dopamine hit you have a good toast i think like with with west i think it's white i think it's like you at the pawn shops and stuff with you i think it's like not returning your friend's calls or texts. (laughs) it's just like everybody has to have something good not responding to this but i just think that they're and i i I don't need you in my life being being sober now like i don't have like booze or the weed and stuff like that hell even cigarettes and stuff it like takes that a jazz there's master. this weird it's, it's i think you should weird, start drinking again it's, it's cheaper this, <laughs> <laughs> it's this weird thing dude that's where it's just like because even then like after i get it it's like 
Now, now what? You know, I'm on. To the I mean, we can get really deep with what you're saying because that really signifies something that you have some hole in your heart that you're trying to fill with outside things. There's a hole in my heart well, also that can too, only be I also think that no, because jazz. I've never been more happy. That doesn't mean that you're not happy. Um, but also too, yes. I think I also think it also has a little relation with. When I was actually, like, let's say when I was, I never needed it, but let's say when I was at the point in my life where, you know, having five or six guitars like I have now would have been, like, way more beneficial. Mm-hmm. I was never able to do that. Yeah. So I think now that mm-hmm. my life's in a spot now, like, I think I'm kind of maybe making up for lost time. And also nice. now that I have kids, too, and, and a kid that's, that's playing now, where yeah. it's like that gets justifiable because it's like my dad was – the best dad ever but with that stuff not not saying he not supportive he just kind of didn't care and it definitely wasn't those hand me guitars yeah, and do stuff what like you that. want just don't bother me with it <laughs> right and i think it's it's just maybe um you just you can't make your hair uh blonde. yeah you just yeah you can't you can't tie your hair and that just leave me alone with the whole guitar thing but um you know that's part of it too because like i get that's another way i can justify it be like well it's another thing for the like this kid eventually is gonna gonna wake up with a, this is an investment <laughs> but also well, also, too, man. Lane, all this is going to be yours one day. <laughs> well, also, I don't like too. that guitar. You, you'll like you it. Will. You will. You will when you're older. You'll understand. <laughs> but it's also, too, it's not like you're buying something that's uh, losing its value to where, like, in an emergency, you know, I got a lot of money hanging on the wall. Yeah, you could go there sell it for half its value. Now, now you just hit on me because if I ever have a situation where I need a couple of grand quick, right. I can get that i can't you know what i'm saying i don't have anything like that and and back to the whole making up for lost time mine's more of a on the last episode i talked about having like 10 years where i didn't play i didn't do anything and now i'm at the point where okay am i gonna play when when i'm dead may as well buy a couple guitars now because there's a certain time in your life where you're just you're just you're building you're like you're you're I'm head, your head's down i'm like that now i know that I know that. And yeah, guitars for what you're talking about with guitars for me now are tools, right? Because you know <laughs> I, I'm going to need that I'm next gonna, week. I'm I have to buy that. this thing. I don't want to borrow it from somebody. I want my own, and I know that it's something that you know I may only use this four foot level once, but I know <laughs> I've got it in my building if I need the it. The iPhone level is pretty good. I've used it a lot, believe it or not. Yeah, but you I, can't justify the purchase because you have so many other needed purchases at that, hand. Right? It's it's hard for me to spend. $500 on a guitar when I could use that $500 in a million other ways. And that's another thing too, by the way, I'm not buying these guitars outright. I'm paying no interest, small payments. Right, I'm, not, got, like, well, I'm not going out. I like, got you. And that's another thing for me. I don't spend more than $150, <laughs> maybe $175 on a guitar. You rocked the coolest guitar <laughs> for years and years and years. I've missed that guitar so much. What happened to it? I sold it to Travis. Oh, that. So it was gone like in two or three months. Probably two or three days. Yeah. Was it drug related? Mm, no. Yeah. I, I don't think so back then. No. I, I just got to the point to where it was right before that period of time. Yeah. We had it the last time we made a demo. You had a top hat. Yes. Was it top hat? I remember, I remember that. And I still have my super reverb. And you had actually sold the top hat on eBay, but you hadn't mailed it out yet, and the guy was bugging you. <laughs> that, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> but you brought it to that recording session, recorded I kept it long enough for it to do that. And then you put it in the mail. <laughs> well, I was, I was. I'm not done with it. <laughs> no, I, I got like, your you'll, money. You'll get it. You'll get it when I'm ready. I was just dreading shipping it. 
Actually, I traded my Super Reverb for that one. I think you did. I had yeah. the Delta Blues in that one at the same time. I sold it to Travis because we had stopped. Like, we weren't playing anymore. You had moved on to other things. Uh, Jerry was gone. I mean, we just, there. I knew that I was not going to be in a band anymore. And I was trying to, at the time, you know, launch a career. Yeah. And I was like, this is just pointless for me to keep. I think you bought it at Fret and Fiddle. I did. And I hate to even say this but i think it was like 500 dollars or 600 dollars. and i used a credit card to buy it that sg yeah it was five or six five or six hundred dollars i got them down to it's, four four fifty i remember buying eight hundred dollars wow. now that guitar is wow. twenty dollars. i got them down how, to 450 how I, did you get how did you get it down that low that, like, that, those guys aren't because i was it, like i'll buy it now and they're it, like well it was 97 seven or eight wow and back then, I mean, the same guitar now, it's unbelievable what you could go back in time and buy. I mean, you could be a multimillionaire if you bought enough guitars. I couldn't, I can't remember if I was with Coffee or Jerry, but I was with one of the two of them when I bought it. I want to say it was with Coffee, but do you remember that brief period of time I lived behind Calamity? Yeah. So I remember, that's where I lived when, when I bought that. That had to have been 97. And... <laughs> You came over and you played it, and you were like, "Man, this guitar is really, really awesome." I think it had a Dimaggio pickup. It put did. In the, in the, in it was totally out of place and like yellowed. Yeah, but it was still. I you couldn't. And it weighed like a half a pound. Yeah, the whole thing was, and it was perfectly balanced. You didn't let go, and it fell right. It was perfectly balanced. I would give anything to have that guitar back. You looked good with an SG. <laughs> Thanks. You did. Do they yeah. make SG tools? Maybe like a saw or a level? <laughs> I'm sure they do an axe. <laughs> an axe. There you go. <laughs> I'd love to have that in my pedals, that analog delay pedal I used to have. It's okay. You've got a splash grape blast. Yeah, those things are great. <laughs> yeah, you could probably get a new guitar or something if you'd stop buying protein shakes. <laughs> That's not a protein <laughs> Yeah, No, that's what you brought in here last week. Last week he came in here with the... He had a he had a, a watch on that told his heart rate. I still do. He had like a, 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 a I've got one of those watches. Yeah, it's the Fitbit. Yeah, he was by Mine's protein, a cult. Mine's from Amazon. Protein shake. He had like a little. He had an ear earpiece in. I mean, I do have those. Yeah. Do you have your stock tips dinging you all day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sell, buy, sell. This is just so I can listen to music Ooh. the entire time that I'm doing anything. I mean, it's you've come a long way from not brushing your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, a different we, cha- person, we change and evolve. You wouldn't believe them. You, you know, honestly, and I'm all jokes. You, you have miraculously. It is. A, it is. Miraculous. You have miraculously changed your life more so that, like, you know, there's there's a couple obviously in my life that I know, man. But you've, I, I have to give you props. Like you, you've done incredible with yourself. I'm very not that my opinion matters, but I'm extremely proud of. Well, you. thank you. No, that does matter. My to opinion me. matters. Mine matters. Oh and God, I'm, everybody knows yours. That's does. right. <laughs> Jesus I'll Christ, tell boy, you. he's got a picture of you over as a man. I'm sure right beside that big enormous family one that he's got up there. I, I don't have a picture West of, with the Sacred Heart. And this thing. I don't have a picture of Andy with his SG in front of my TV like he does, but <laughs> I could I could go for it. I mean, you give me a picture, I'll hang it up. But I guess I look at it as like forward momentum. Like I kind of picture it like big rubber band. Wes kind of put me in there and pulled me back, <laughs> shot me on my way, and everything else that happened has just been momentum since then. What would back in the day if you were lying on the ground in a dirty Batman shirt mm-hmm. and like drooling <laughs> because you were so messed up? If someone was like, 
hey, dude, and just showed you a picture of you, like, at your new house with a wife and a kid. I would think I was hallucinating. Well, obviously, because that... You'd be like, thanks, dude. Obviously, because that guy came from the future, but, like, <laughs> would you even... Think you, it was possible? Would you yeah. even imagine? I, I, I fantasized about having that then. Like, that was, that was why I did what I did, because... <laughs> That's a good interview question, because I wondered, like, what would go through your head during that time, you know? <laughs> it, it, what the predominant thought that went through my head was, I'm much too old to be doing this. I know that I'm wasting valuable years of my life doing this, but I have zero idea how to stop. Like, I had no idea where to even begin to stop. Because that's the thing that nobody talks about is, like, you know, go get help, go to rehab, go whatever. Well, yeah, you can do that, but then... Once you get back out of that, you still have all the problems of your life that you created while you were doing it. And that's where I would always trip up is no matter where you go, there you are. You say that too much. Yeah. I remember getting out one time and going back to my gross apartment. And when you're, it's easy to ignore that stuff when you're high, but when you're completely stone cold sober and you have to look and feel the results of what you have done that is a that used to make me relapse after some time like i would get in the beginning it would be new and exciting and i'm like yeah i'm high on life and then like three months into it i'm just like this sucks i'm getting hot Um, (laughs) and then after doing that enough times and the same thing happening eventually it sticks that that's not a way to live but there's like this weird uh dynamic i was actually thinking about it i I, I think i saw something or someone I think it was just today, like on the way down here or something, and it kind of triggered me. I was wondering, with drugs, it's weird. It's like I don't think it's strange, and I kind of you kind of like drugs are such a young man's game. Um, like in the sense to where like kids, you're in your twenties, you're in your early twenties, or what have you, and you're out there partying or whatever. Nobody, including yourself, and even people seeing you or watching you, don't really think much of it. And it's just kind of you know it is what it is, and. There, but then it gets to a point to where you're at this certain age or this much time is going on and you're still doing it or then it's, sad. And it's still a part exactly it's like because when you're it's young almost like, it's almost like a limit like <laughs> a certain amount is okay and then after I remember that, having a friend once there's this band called Injected and their singer Danny was telling me once that he was because he had stopped smoking or whatever he's talking about talking to his doctor and his doctor was like talking about him smoking cigarettes or something it was like yeah, my doctor even told me, like, you can smoke a good eight years or so before it even matters. And I'm like, that doctor did not tell you that. <laughs> but, but, there, but, it, but there's something to be said for that because I think, you know, it's... I think it's, there's everyone's so different. And, like, if you're a drug user, it's almost like either something clicks one day and you're like, oh, okay, like, time to get life going on or whatever. Or you don't, and it just continues. And there becomes, like, a certain time of your life or a certain age. Once it continues, that's when it happens, like... The, Does it make any sense? I yeah, feel like I'm rammed. Something very similar happened to me, which is when you're in your 20s, you're partying. It, drug use is partying. And, and everyone and is. Everybody's partying. And then years go by, and little by little, there's less people in the party. And then eventually, you look around, and you're one of the last ones left that are still that's, partying every day. And everybody else has started their lives. They've got kids. That's they, really good. That's that's, right. that's what happened, and then that you're, is interesting. you're 30, and you're like, I can't function without drugs, and that the weight of that alone ca- keeps people addicted. I mean, if you get into your 40s and you're still doing drugs every day, 
you're, there's a really good chance that that's going to be the rest of your life. Like it takes a really special person to be able to to kick at that age because well unless they started at 28 i mean that probably happens too yeah it does the younger you start the harder and the younger you start the longer you go the harder it is to quit i remember you telling me that you i remember coming to see you Mm -hmm. once and you're you're trying to set me you're trying to like prepare me because you're like they keep telling me that relapsing is part of it yeah you were telling me that like don't expect us to stick <laughs> yeah and i felt like that i was like why are you why are you dogging it you, you know because i at that time i was not there because i wanted to be and i was there because uh, it was getting too hard to continue and this gave me a little bit of a break and that's uh, another thing too like the uh you gotta have some want to there's people out there that just straight up have no interest that is that is the and you're not gonna do it like you can't 80, do it for 80,000 people can be like, you got to do this and you just need to do it. And unless you're ready to do it, that's, it ain't happening. It ain't going to work. I have quit a multitude of things, including nicotine. And the key to all of it is wanting to. You, If you don't want to, there's no threat of jail. There's no, like, you're going to disappoint your kid. There's no, you got to do it for so-and-so. Like, none of that works. You have to want to. That's... Yeah. You have to want to respond to someone's text. <laughs> you guys always like text me when I can't respond. Like this week, like you I had mean, to like all day Monday through Sunday. I, I had to mute the text thread because you guys are killing the battery in my watch. Now, that has happened to me before. Where I'm like, you guys are all going on. Like this, I've been in that position too. I'm like, I am not even in a position to read this, and yeah. I come back and it'll be like. 89. The number at the top says 89. And you guys, the three of you, will always go off on a tangent that I could not give an absolute uh. shit about. <laughs> and when I have to go to bed, it's always like... Speaking of Billy Corgan. It's, it's always, dude, like, all right, I got to get up at five. Time to go to bed. Have you guys seen this new computer? I mean, Scroopy version five. Though. You about that? <laughs> That's creepy. Yeah, you can Billy Corgan that. Scroopy version five. Uh, I, I hear that. Uh, uh, God, what's the word? It doesn't matter. Good thing I'm editing. <laughs> I hear that. Um, I hear that pragmatism is deprecated in Scroopy version five. <laughs> I'm glad my wife picked me up from the party, dude. Which party? The 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 drinking and. Uh, oh, she picked you up from it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, side honking. Like, look, <laughs> look, dude. Yeah, I mean, I was, dude. I was, I was mid late. Th- I was late thirties, dude. It's uh before I was like, oh yeah, you really just can't drink every day. You can't. You you can't do anything every day that makes you feel good. Like, and I loved drinking alone too. Like, I didn't need oh. anybody at the party. Like, that was my favorite. <laughs> I had Tom Petty there with me. <laughs> Like was I watched Run Down a Dream and dude. Some Kind of Monster every day. Dude, I got to get you that. You're going to relapse when I bring you that, dude, because that's all you need. I, I, Tom Petty, during that documentary, does at one point say, drugs really, you know, cause a problem. You don't, you don't have any drugs, do you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's very funny. My only drug problem was running out. <laughs> running out of drugs. <laughs> Got to get some more drugs. But I couldn't imagine doing that today. I mean, it's just, it's, it's not been that long, but. It's a young man's game, dude. It is, man. I don't have the energy for it. Like, I couldn't imagine doing that nowadays. And, you know. So are babies, but I'm telling you that now, after the fact. 
What's that? That babies are a young man's game. Oh, yeah, me and you. Yeah, I'm figuring that out, too. <laughs> me and you are so, like, gonna... I made sure to not say we have it for together years. close by. So S- we can speaking bond. of which... If we take make our kids together, when they can, like, you know, we can't keep up, at least we can, we can team up on them together. My That's, daughter's doing this thing now I was going to ask you guys about if your kids went through. So... Head spinning all the way around. <laughs> throwing up. <laughs> talking like there's three of them in the voice. la, like, la, 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 la. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's totally normal. So in the middle of the night, too. Yeah, yeah. she looks at the camera and does that in the middle of the night. Uh, My baby can make the walls bleed. <laughs> that's normal. We figure that's good for something. How old is she? Three months? That's, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> She's doing this thing where, like, she absolutely hates to be put down. Like, if I put her down and change her diaper, she is immediately, like, popping up, like, crying, kicking, like... Uh, I thought you were talking about, like, scalding her, putting her down. No, she like, <laughs> like if I put her in a car seat, she you gets upset. terrible. If I put her in a high chair, she gets upset. Like, she just does not want to be... Told what to do. Yeah, basically. That's pretty much... I, I have a vision... It seems like we had a picture at one point of my oldest, like, us put, putting her in a, a stroller mm-hmm. when we had been in the Disney store for, like, 40 minutes, and we had to go. 40 minutes was not nearly enough Disney store <laughs> for her. I think she's probably three and a half. Um, and we were trying to put her in and she's stiffen up. She she that's what she does. She'll yeah. stiffen her leg she up. Hasn't, she hasn't had, you know, enough time to pick out what she wants. Yet. She, she needs would, to peruse again. My oldest daughter would want to, to, to play and get set up and play like for two hours. And when we had a small house, she would play like on the dining room table mm-hmm. for days, like three days and build all these things. And we'd be like, well, we're going to have dinner. You know, we have somebody's coming over. And she would bawl and cry and say, I don't have a chance to play. Like, she's been <laughs> setting up, preparing for three days. That's kind of me. Do you remember? Because I do. And I have uh, I've had this conversation with Doug. And he, we both had the same experience. I wondered if this was like a common thing. Do you remember losing interest in playing and toys? Yeah, I do. I, I remember the in-between time. When I'd go to Christmas at my, like uh, my my great uncles and aunts, and people were like bought me some GI Joe stuff, and I was looking at my mom like, you didn't tell them that I don't play with. I G. can G. tell Joe's. you exactly no, I when that happened. Had a weird. I specifically had a weird like I was, kind of like your daughter. You're talking about like if I was going to play with you know the that was the Ninja Turtles or He Man whatever it was at the time, I would first had to get everything set up to where it was going. And that was, you know, get everything set up, ready to go, and then, okay, here we go, and you start playing. And I remember I was in the floor on the linoleum right in front of our screen door, and I can't remember if it was uh, WWF wrestlers or Ninja Turtles. It was one of the two. And I was setting everything up, getting ready to go, and right as I did, when it was finished, I was like, what am I doing? Like, this this you, is... You dude. literally had an epiphany. Like Yeah, like, I was like, it was gone. A little Baker, blank, <laughs> Baker brain just... No, I was just like, this is dumb. I don't want, and I just put him up. And, and that was, that and was Doug that. said the same thing happened to him. Like he was, I don't know what toy it was, but he was. Video games are what changed that for me. He ready to go one day. Mm. Well, those, that, that's kind of different than toys. I, I'm talking like, a little different. I know, what I'm saying is like, I was 10 when I got a Nintendo. I was still playing with toys. Sure. And so what? he woke up two months later and like, I haven't played with toys in two months. Because yeah, I got you kind of got weaned off the toys. It was not. It was abrupt. But you like, had once you, I saw a Nintendo. You could, there's no toy on earth you could have given your, me. That was your first addiction. Your first. <laughs> it problem. really was. I mean, it really was like that. <laughs> video games changed my life in so many ways, and I, I don't even play them anymore. But yeah, it's it's surprising to me that you're still not a gamer. I don't. I, 
it's not that I don't want to. It's that it's one of those things that if I can't do it properly, I don't want to do it at all. When your kid gets older and doesn't need, and, and, and the house is not a constant chore, do you, could you see yourself like, like that coming, like you getting, getting a, back in the game, a new, a new system, whatever's current he, at the time. I can answer for him. He can't see it now, no matter what he says. There's a certain point where your kid gets to a certain point. You're like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to play my guitar. Yeah. I mean, it just happens. It's natural. I've tried to do that during brief periods of time and I end up falling asleep. But the kids won. It, yeah. It's got to be older. The kids got to be able. It, it, there's a certain thing that happens when the kids are like, "I'm thirsty." We'll go. go there's go, the fridge. <laughs> yeah, go get yourself something to drink, and they're like, "Oh!" And then they go get them something to drink, and you're like, "Okay, I'm gonna play video games or whatever." So I, I don't we'll play video games. Write songs in five years, I guess. My kids at the stage now, man. <laughs> My kids at the stage now to where it's it's. So adorable and so annoying at the same time because he's not quite there yet where he can do everything himself. But by God, he's gonna help. <laughs> so even Me help? No, abs exactly word for word. Yeah. Um, I was thinking the other day it'd be a really good game to bring in here that I'm gonna bring in a list of holding phrases, things that he says, and you guys you have to guess what they mean. <laughs> but yeah, me help is even if it's a drink, he has to hold the cup. While you pour it in there. And I'm sure he's great at it. (laughs) What about... Exactly. He's very steady. He never moves the cup and it doesn't go all over the kitchen floor at all. What what do you do when you pee? Me flesh. One day day last week... Me hold. One day last week, I was like, dude, daddy has to go to the bathroom. I had to. Me help, me help. And he stood there with his arms crossed while I pooped. He's standing guard. And when I was finished, he flushed the toilet and he gave me a thumbs up. And we did good, out. Dad. I mean, I think it's like we got it. We did it. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> yeah. It smells terrible, but we got through it. That's a true. That's a that's a buddy for life, right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody give me a thumbs up after a hard poo. I got a new thing with him, dude. It's like the most adorable thing in the world. Where we we like do the pinky thing, like almost like the pinky promise thing, where we lock pinkies, mm-hmm. and I say best friends, and he goes best friends, and then he kisses my hand, and I kiss his. It's pretty adorable. That's that is pretty sweet. Yeah, he's awesome, man. I don't I tell my kids to clean your clean your room, <laughs> clean your filthy room, Con Junior. <laughs> you want to clean my room? <laughs> Actually, I tell him feed the dog. Do you ever whose name's Con Junior? <laughs> do you ever have the weird thing too? It, you you. It's it's more valid to you. I'm, you probably know what I'm talking about too. But where your kids are older now, I have a thing now to where it's only been a handful of years. I mean, things older, but I'm still new to the whole I mean I'm Lane's stepdad so yeah you know I wasn't there since the very beginning but even with with Lane as well but holding two I've only been at this like you know being a dad and having the home and taking care of kids for you know four years or so now well before that with even with Lane maybe four between four and five years so definitely more time without but it seems like an eternity ago that I'd wasn't a dad you or can't that I think didn't of the have. time that it's, you want. it's strange like I have obviously I remember everything but we, it's so it's just, it seems we talked about this me and so my wife far can't away. imagine no life like before the kid and I would be like like I don't know how people handle you know not, I don't I don't know how people handle divorce and separation and not being with their kids every like Kristen a year before last I think went to I had to work and went um to the beach without me. I think it was a year before. No, a year before. It wasn't last two year. Years ago. <laughs> it was two years ago. First we dinner and I had to work or whatever. I didn't have vacation time. And she's good. And dude, she just pulled They're going to be gone for a week, like five days, not even a whole week. And I bawled because I just, I didn't want to be without the kid. 
like I couldn't deal with it. Never wanna be I mean, I would, I would miss <laughs> my kid, my thinking, wife, but I don't know that I would cry. I, would, I wasn't I miss a thing. I wasn't unconsolable. I was just, I was just very upset because it's like just like the best part of my day. Like there is there is nothing that makes me every single day when I pull up at the house and I'm getting out, I get a big smile on my face because I know he's gonna be excited to see me no matter what. Now that and I totally that know I think you. about all the time, I'm gonna miss when he does not because it's not gonna be long that one day he's gonna yeah. be like, Oh, hey. I, the, I, get, I get that every day. What's when... up? Did you get them chips? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's my that's my relationship with Lane right now. Is <laughs> hey, you home you at the store? Pizza. Cool, thanks. You got the wrong chips. <laughs> <laughs> These are the cheap ones. Oh man, they every, didn't have the good ones, I guess, or you no, didn't have the money for them. Every day when I go, Walmart's always out of the name brand chips. <laughs> I don't eat great value. They, nothing. They were out the other day of my staple, which is those taters. They're they're not called potatoes. They're called taters. taters. Yeah, <laughs> and, tater uh, rounds. Yeah, I put them in the the air, air fryer. fryer. They're delicious. They're the absolute top top of tater rounds you wouldn't think that and they were out walmart would be tater is such a good word man i was it, it gets me every time i was we were working it was either yesterday or day before yesterday i had to put some uh, uh some red potatoes in the oven and i was like hey can one of you guys set a timer and get back and i didn't know this was a thing that the guys had set up i'd never heard it before i was like hey man can you set a timer for these he's like yeah tater timer 40 <laughs> minutes and alexa is like tater timer are you serious yeah <laughs> And I did not know that that was something that was, yeah. Can you say it with anything or just taters? No, it's, it's set up, I guess, for tater timer. <laughs> tater timer, 40 minutes. That should be the name of the episode. <laughs> tater timer. Tater times. I always thought that was a cool nickname. Yeah. But you got to be a certain type of person to have a nickname like tater. That Ron White story, man, was one of the best, uh, one of the best stand-up comedy stories of all time. The tater salad. Yeah. That was... Uh, I don't know it yeah. enough to recite it, but well, yeah. I mean, well, we, I mean, everyone else Google it. it, but yeah, good lord, it's a great, it's a great one. But I know what you mean about coming home and kid being excited to see you. Like every day I come home, my mother-in-law usually has the the baby and holding her, and I walk up, and as soon as like I love seeing the recognition on her face when she sees me walk up, and she gets really happy and excited, and she's doing this thing now. Like if I hold her, and it's been a while, like she'll point and touch my chest and go dad dad like and she wants to you to hold her well like i'll already be holding her like it's like she's telling me like i know you're dad dad and yeah. my new driver's license came yesterday so i had the old one on my coffee table and she found it and she picked it up and she's holding it and then she points to my picture which looks nothing like me whatsoever and she's like dad dad how does and it not look like you could all right i'll show it to you those you take the best driver's license pictures. It's on purpose. Look at this guy. <laughs> I had a bad one one time, and I was like, I'm never going to take a good one again. I I'm kept on purpose. You look like uh, you just got interviewed by Chris Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is absolutely so like you're like, I, got, I didn't know. I, got I didn't up, know. <laughs> I got up. And I, 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 sh I let my beard grow as long as I could over the weekend. I did this on a Monday, and I shaved half my face and left the other half bearded. You can barely see it in there. Didn't come through very well. And I obviously did not style my hair at all, and, and I did this with my glasses, and I stood in line the whole time like this. Is there any... <laughs> 
Because they don't, they won't let you make a stupid face, but if you're standing there the oh, whole time. Oh, wait a minute. So you commit to it. I commit to it in line. <laughs> That's great. Because they won't let you get up there and make a silly face. And if, in if fact, you walk in with a stupid so face, they exactly. got to take your face. So, so, someone, so someone there is like totally looking at their coworker as, is he driving? Is he going to drive? <laughs> yeah, drive. yeah, drive. He's only wearing one shoe. <laughs> so this is. That doesn't look like you. What is that? This was taken uh, like two months before I met my wife. This was in June of 2018. <laughs> that looks you grew like up it. crazy, sharp. Yeah, <laughs> my wife's like, "Hi, my name's Andy. I'm 12." <laughs> it's the glasses, the glasses, and that stupid hairstyle, and I just cannot take pictures. I, it's amazing that I met anybody online at all. Single as a piece of cheese. Are you telling the listeners that you met your wife online? Yes. Wow. Yeah. You've never told them that. Remember before, that his old uh, his old profile used to say uh, single as a piece of cheese. No. No, it, it didn't. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's an episode that I listened to recently where you bring it up and you're laughing so hard you almost pass out. Bring up what? <laughs> I know. Positions filled, but I'm always accepting applications. <laughs> yeah, I probably did pass out on that. You were uh, you were a man about town back in the day, man. You were uh, you were uh, you were a slayer. I mean, you can't swerve into. I gotta edit this out. <laughs> you can't go into something. I gotta edit out. What? That he right. was uh, a man of, of of many women. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. Was I'm a young a, man. I know without him telling me, I gotta pull that out of there. <laughs> you can get in trouble for having many suitors as a young man years before you. Knew it really wasn't that many. I have stayed... you never met a woman in your life? Yeah. yeah, they do care. What you did 10, 15 years yeah. before they met you, they care. Let me tell you. I feel sorry She's, for you guys. You have to also say out loud that what I did back then was terrible. I, I don't know why. I did had, I did, had I known you existed, I yeah, wouldn't have exactly. done this thing. You guys live very sheltered lives. <sighs> yeah, well, you knew you. your wife socially the uh, whole time, so she saw all the No, she was gone for a year. I didn't see her speak to her hiding her hair or something. <laughs> How you like that one? Uh, for, for decades. <laughs> Literally, like twenty years. How long have you known her, though? Twenty-five years, probably. Well, I mean, no. I mean, who's to know? I mean, that's just like saying, how long, you, you, "How long have you known someone that you knew when you were a freshman in high school?" But she knew you existed. What I'm saying is, sure, like, but you guys were close enough socially to where she knew the things you were doing. Not for twenty years. Well, it's a good thing. It's different than so when she you're, thinks. So she, I was, I was just sitting in Atlanta. I was sitting on my thumbs, waiting on you wait, to come back, waiting on her. I'm not talking about that. That's what you were doing for twenty years. I'm not talking about that part. I mean, your youth with her, right? My wife was eight when I was. <laughs> she was definitely. The, <laughs> Actually, she, we talked about this one time. Like when I was in she basic training, restaurant, and you were the manager <laughs> when she was a kid. When she was born, you were trying to figure out how to get out of the army. <laughs> no, she was in like fifth grade. <laughs> Oh, well, there's eight years between Someday us. Someday I'm going to meet a man that's over there fighting for our country. <laughs> or wish you that he wasn't. <laughs> Trying to sneak out. She, I wish I had a tall, handsome AWOL man. <laughs> I was like, what were you doing in the summer of 96? She was like, going into the fifth grade. <laughs> I mean, eight years when you're 45 and 36 is not a lot. But when you're 18 and 10, it's, it's a felony. big deal. We were talking about this the other day. Like the difference from 15 to 20 is like light years enormous. But oh, then yeah. you get to 45 and 50 and it's like, what? Who cares? <laughs> I, I blinked and I was 50. I think my great grandmother got married when she was 12. 
That stuff happens. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I mean, she's been dead for years. Probably and years. had 30 kids. My wife's, my wife's grandma yeah. and grandpa, I think, were 10 years apart, and I think she was 15. He was 25. So, like, today, that would not fly. But Is it because people 30s, died earlier back then? Like, we got to get this show on the road? I don't know. You want to hear an amazing story that I did not know? I heard this maybe a year or two ago. My great-grandmother gave birth to my grandfather. Like I said, I think she was just very much like a teenager. Mm-hmm. She had the kid. Where, I guess it was a hospital, but the walk from the hospital back to the home. Quote, unquote, hospital. Yeah, whenever, they, the whenever road, she we had leaves, a... she had to walk through the woods to get back to her house. My grandfather was born very, very underweight and very, very small. He was like pinned to a wrapped up blanket, yada, yada, like when she goes through the woods. I listen to pods back too, and I do the yada, yada thing a lot. She gets back home in the dark or whatever and looks down grandfather is not there she dropped him in the middle of the woods on her trip back and they had to go searching for him back in the woods and he didn't make a sound when he hit the ground apparently not he didn't know that somebody was going to come and buttle him wow yeah that crazy wow. that's rugged that is pretty crazy that shows you right there that you dropping your, your kid life, off the couch is not a that's big deal your life if something like that <laughs> something like that happens just imagine the re- I mean, that's practically the wild wild west dude yeah, Could you imagine if we were back in the wild, wild west? You can go 25 miles outside of Huntington. You're in rural, rural If we do wild, parts. wild west, I'm Will Smith. Wild, wild west. I just picture just, just <laughs> you at a saloon. Just cracks me up, whatever. Like, you know. I told Them's you. Them fighting words. On, oh, God. I told you I'd be at the breakfast bar. That's the bar I hang <laughs> you, out at. You should see all the reface things my wife did where she made me Lady Gaga and... Oh, like the AI stuff? <laughs> well, it was before then. It was like there was this app called Reface that you could upload a picture of yourself and it would insert it in all these like famous like music videos and <laughs> Oh, kinda like Jib Jab. Kinda, yeah, yeah. But it's just like my face. Like I look the same no matter whose body you put me on. They're pretty funny. I was ABBA, <laughs> Lady Gaga, I think McDon- uh, Madonna Mc- McDonna. McDonough. Poker face, pop, pop, poker. Yeah, grandparents had wild stories. My grandma was married five times and three times to the same dude. Really? Yep. Well, third time's the charm. First guy she got married to was on. I think she said. Hey! How's it going? Pretty good, man. Hey! I'm like getting a call during the pod. <laughs> this never happens. Well, hey, Jerry Bear. Hey, guys, it's, it's Jerry Morrison from Bleach and Bonus Mahoney. Oh, my gosh, he's from Bonus Mahoney. I didn't know he was in Bleach, too. <laughs> Why do you think he got in Bonus Mahoney? Oh, my gosh. That's like stepping stones. <laughs> he looks stoned. <laughs> you look like a stepping stoned. <laughs> Here we go. We'll do it this way. How have you been? What's up, Andrew? How's it going, man? We're good, man. I thought Jerry could call and wish you happy birthday with his face. Aww. Aww. Here's my face. Happy birthday. Now now my birthday's complete. Hey, since Jerry is on the phone, I'm gonna go grab uh I'm gonna go grab my new guitar that I got. I have it here somewhere. Now that you can see it. Yeah. You have to see my new guitar, Jerry. I saw the pictures, but I wanna see the blue in person. Let's see this thing. Cool. I got this buckle. Down here, it's a Gibson case. What's in there? Ooh. 
Where did this come from? So your bandmates. Uh, this must this must be yours. <laughs> your bandmates bought you a birthday present. What? <laughs> Why would you do that? Because you ain't got one. Well, thank you very much. We're starting, just, we're just, starting to play, man, and it's ridiculous that you're without SG. <laughs> Look at the back. Look at the back of it. It's a real Gibson. It's not a it's not a honky tonk. It's not a Honda. Yeah, I see that. It's a real Gibson. Well, guys, thank you very much. It's uh, I, I'm speechless. <laughs> and it, it's not a cruise. And we've got... <laughs> not a cruise. I mean, it could have been. I, I would have never pulled that out of it's my not head. not that cool. Wow, that's... I, I've got really, you a new uh, couch strap in here. Uh, oh. Capo. <clears throat> wow, thank you very much. But you can also play it right in your ears. But we love you, and we want you to do this new record with us, and you, yeah. you look out of place without that guitar. Thank you. And I think your, your mindset was like, ah, well, whatever, you guys have a good time. But we're like, <laughs> you got to no, play an SG with us. No, you have to do it. Thank you very much, guys. I, I, I feel like a terrible, terrible friend. Don't, don't, you should. Don't trade it for tools. I'm not. <laughs> Thank you very, very much. I, I really, really greatly appreciate this. This is uh, the neck feels awesome. Yeah, it does. It feels like my old one, actually. I mean, yes. it's it's the old one was a little fatter, but I mean, yeah, this is this is very nice. We'll hook it up and play it a little bit. We don't have a big laugh to go out on. I mean, I don't think you need one. This was a pretty touching moment. I was like, you rip on Jerry, we'll all laugh, and that'll be the end of it. Yeah. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> hey, Jerry, remember when we went to Columbus? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening. If you have any questions or comments, drop us a line at askandy at colormedad. That's D-A-D-D dot com. We want to thank the good old boys at the Ozark Mountain Daredevils dot com for the killer bumper tune. Check them out. And check us out on the web at colormedad. That's D-A-D-D dot com. <laughs> <laughs>